0: Hey, this is Cody, and Kevin, and Franklin. Thanks for joining us on the Conversations on Jesus podcast. Pull up a chair and hang out as we talk about who Jesus is and what that means for our lives.
1: Hello and welcome to the Conversations on Jesus podcast. I'm Kevin and I'm here with Franklin and Cody and Cody's dog, Chief. What's up, guys?
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's a great day to be here. It was yeah. a beautiful day. How are you, Cody? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm doing good. doing good. You know, trying to manage dog. Yeah. Puppy. <laughs> He's Ten doing all weeks. right. Yeah. He's doing good.
1: We are in uh, Matthew's gospel still, and but we're in chapter t- uh, 13. We're almost halfway through. That's correct. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're in chapter 13, the beginning of uh, a string of parables. I don't think we've seen a parable yet. Well, aside from maybe in the Sermon on the Mount, a couple of them pop up, but they're short. Here we get some explicit um, parables from Jesus. Um, Yeah, so we'll just get going through it. It says in chapter 13 uh, that Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea um, or the lake, and large crowds gathered to him like they've always done. Um, So he gets into a boat, sits down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. And then he spoke to them in parables, saying, in this first one that he said, I'm reading this from, I don't know what you guys are reading out of. Oh. I've got the New American Standard here.
2: I have the NIV pull up. NIV as well. Okay,
1: I'll switch over to that. Um, he says, uh, a farmer, in verse three, a farmer went out to sow his his seed. As uh, as he was scattering seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds come and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, a sixty, or a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And then the disciples come to him and ask, why do you speak to them in parables? But th- so that's the first parable that we get, yep. or the first explicit parable that we get in Matthew's gospel. Yeah, about a farmer sowing seed, planting seed, um, and as he scatters um, some of the seed, it's eaten up by birds. Others uh, grows, comes up quickly, but it w- didn't have much depth in the soil, yep. yeah. and so when the sun comes up, it, it withers away. Um, and then other seed falls among the thorns, which grew up, um, choke the plants, and then still a fourth kind. Um, or a fourth uh, group of seed was sown um, in good soil, where it produced a crop, yep. and that was a hundred, uh, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Yep. So why in the world would Jesus start talking like this to people? Do you think?
2: Yeah. Um. That's a great question, and <laughs> I, I want to hop <laughs> into that in just a second. Yeah. Okay. So initially, when I was reading this, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, such large crowds gathered around him. That he got into a boat and sat in it, yeah. like that's a lot of people, and we know this because like, um, when when the crowds gather among the five thousand, he's on he's on land at that time, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Right. So there can be five thousand people around him, and he can he can do just well. And I'm not saying he didn't do well here. I'm just, like, yeah. I'm pointing out that he got into a boat. So it had to be more than 5,000. Probably. Right. Yeah. Which is astronomical. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And just a, just a little bit of time of, yeah. Yeah. Right. So besides that, <laughs> like you were saying, hopping into. um. Yeah. So the, he
1: gets into a boat, though. Right. He goes out into the water. Yeah. So that he can teach him. Yeah. Like he's got to, like you're saying, there's so many people there that he's got to. Create some distance here, so he can get front of in front of everybody. Right. Because if he just talks to him on the land, the first ten people are going to hear him. Right. And nobody else is going to know what's going on.
2: Yeah. Well, and maybe because he well, so he maybe he got in the boat because um, people would have to listen better and they couldn't have side conversations mm-hmm. as yeah, well. Yeah, possibly. So they'd have to be more attentive. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing
0: that was that I had thought about is like what the Pharisees must have thought of him go, like teaching from a boat. Oh yeah. Down by the water. Yeah. Right. Like for them, you can't teach unless you're in the temple. Right. Right. And Jesus is like, he's not just preaching, you know, somewhere. He's preaching from a boat in the water. And so that probably would have, like, been mind blowing to them. Right. Like, what the heck are you doing, dude? Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) after all this, after everything we've told you that isn't supposed to happen, and you're going to go out and teach from a boat. Right. And what are you doing?
2: Especially um, because, like, um, The Pharisees and the Sadducees were of a higher statute mm-hmm. and only fishermen get in boats, I would assume, at this time. Mm, yeah. So they like, why yeah, good point. Why are you getting in a boat and you're going to preach mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. God? But
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get in a boat and then you say this. Like right. You talk about a farmer and seed and like that seems like, well, we can talk about it, but it may at first glance seem like an odd thing to do. Is to preach in parables. But one of the interesting things that I think we find out is that when we read through the Old Testament, Jesus is just doing what the prophets did. I mean, Isaiah, Ezekiel, they're full of parables. Mm-hmm. Of That's the way that they taught. That's the um, in storytelling, kind of cryptic, you have to really think it through and wonder if you heard him correctly type of teaching. That was his normal, everyday style. to tell these little parables.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What I I found interesting was, as I was researching, preparing, whatnot, a theologist, a theologian, Mm -hmm. William Barclay, I don't know if you've heard of him, um, one of his points was like parables are to teach one main point or principle. uh, And he made the point of, you know, we can get in trouble by expecting that they be like intricate and every aspect of them, is a detail that we need to pay attention to mm-hmm. right. rather than the one main theme or point that the parable is for. Right. And he goes on to, to talk about like an, um, a parable is not an allegory. Allegory is where every detail is important to the story. Mm-hmm. The parable is, is just the one main thing. Right. And for us to look at a parable as something other than that, we can get lost in that. You know, obviously the, the point of this podcast is to ask questions, mm-hmm. but we have to be careful not to sit there and continue to ask too many questions right? and be one parable that, you know, we might not yeah. need right. to do.
2: Yeah, which is fair. I think um, for a lot of parables that may be true, but I think with this one, um, there's a lot of moving parts, I think, yes. in, mm-hmm. in the sense that um, we have a farmer, we have seed that fell along the path, seed that fell on rocky places, um, seed that didn't grow very deep into the ground and then seed that fell on good soil. Mm -hmm. And so as like just, uh, yeah. So there's like four different uh, seeds. I mean, they're all the same seed, but four different aspects in which seeds are going to be sown. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And yeah, I think that's neat. Right. Like it's never the seed. Right. It's never the It's always the soil that the seed goes on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like the word. Mm -hmm. The word never changes. Mm -hmm. God's word is God's word. Yeah. But it's how the soil receives it, us being the soil. How yeah, that, see how see what out. we
1: just did? All of a sudden we went, okay, now the seed is the word, mm-hmm. and we're the soil. So we've already taken, it's just interesting how that yeah. works, how yeah. the parables work on people. Even though we might resist and say we want to sit loose to the details, and we just want to get the story, Our we're just wired a certain way where we try to identify with people and stories. And we even identify with inanimate objects, like dirt, right we're like oh yeah we're <laughs> like dirt what do you mean They're like dirt how you know i <laughs> guess you could say yeah god created man from the dust so okay we're like but i'm nothing like dirt like, <laughs> d- dirt doesn't do anything i breathe right, dirt right. Doesn't <laughs> breathe. but even in the story we try to f- fit ourselves in there yeah and sometimes that's helpful and other times it's like well you just lost the meaning of the story but, now right
2: what do you think about it right here
1: well okay so this one is interesting because jesus is going to tell us what it means right it's a nice one to start with yeah because um i like it so i don't like um this is not to make fun of anybody but i like to be in situations where maybe somebody hasn't worked through this before Mm -hmm. and say okay tell me what you think the parable means have them work through it and then go wouldn't it be cool if jesus told us and then yeah lo and behold you look down a few verses and he says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. <laughs> like, I'm going to go ahead and, and explain it to you. Yeah. If only he did that with all of them. Yeah. So there must be something. Um, so one of the things that we might ask is why would Jesus or why would Matthew in the first main parable that he has in his gospel, most explicit, I would say, um, he gives an explanation for it. I think it's, one of the reasons might be is so that we can start to learn how to understand and um, apply, but figure out what, how these parables work. Because the natural thing for us is to say, oh yeah, I'm the, okay. I'm a farmer and I sow seed and then I have certain soil. So I'll, do I need to care for the soil or do I need to pick? And it's like, whoa, you know, right?" let Jesus teach you how to examine these things. And I think the person that you quoted from earlier is right. Um, Augustine, an old, old uh, theologian in the in the way back, way back. We're talking. Um, I can't remember exactly when he lived three hundreds, four hundreds, or something like that. Okay. Um, he was infamous, infamous, probably more than famous for um, allegorizing parables and saying okay each one is a specific thing and we're gonna figure out exactly how it works and he never got to the point where he was like and now I'm God or something it was always exalting Jesus and 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 figuring out how we fit in but I don't think that's how the parables are supposed to work I think they're um the one our context is not the parables context I mean even us right now neither of us came from a field sowing seed you would have to imagine most of these people did. Yeah. Why would you tell a farming parable to a bunch of people that don't have, have any idea about, far, about farming? Like that just makes zero sense. They're not going to understand it. Yeah. And these are Israelites. And so they live in that part of the world in that time with that context. We're just so far removed from it. It's difficult. We have to do work. And I think in uh, uh, the providence of God and how Matthew worked his gospel out, he was like, okay. Um, I'm going to help people who are going to read this and I'll give, you know, we'll put Jesus's explanation uh, right up front here.
0: I think of like a math assignment back in high school where like the first one is always explained for you mm, yeah, and like step-by-step, step. but then the rest of them, you have to apply that and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like a similar thing here, like you said with Matthew of like, okay, he's going to show us, okay, this is what Jesus said as the parable. yeah. And then I'm going to document how Jesus explained it. yeah, And then, you know, I could, but that's a lot of parables to go through. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to say the parables and right. you know how Jesus explained the first one. Yeah. Take that application of how he did it and do yeah. it to the rest. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe let's, um, if you guys are cool with it, let's skip the middle section for right now and let's work on his explanation. Mm-hmm. Starting at verse 18. Yep. Okay. So this is what Jesus says um, to his disciples. He says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who has the word and at once receives it with joy, but since they have no root, they only last for a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word making it unfruitful but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it this is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred sixty or thirty times what was sown so there's his explanation and we talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. so um so what is what's the seed in here the word the word Mm -hmm. which okay so the word what is the word open question yeah like
2: (laughs) yeah so i i to my knowledge and my understanding i would say that the word is um your foundation um no no not at all i guess what i i would say the word is is rooted within what you've read through scripture and um yeah, I guess it would be your foundation and what you what you believe um, in the true God and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess that was kind of an open question, and I thought I'd hit the <laughs> the nail <laughs> on the, <laughs> you the head and somewhere and, with yeah, it, yeah. and then yeah. I was like, oh, backtrack a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> That's how I, it happens to me all the time. <laughs>
0: um, well, yeah, I mean, I think Jesus kind of explains it right. Like he says, when anyone hears the message about
2: the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yes, there, there right, it like, is. Yes, Cody, the message, the message about, about the, kingdom. the kingdom. And there it's like, it is. Well, what Which is right. the
0: message about the kingdom? Well, that's what Jesus has been, has been teaching. Right. And instructing to to live that kingdom life. Right. And that's the message that he's talking about here is that you, you can hear it and you have to receive it. And it's a matter of how you receive it and apply it. Right.
2: That is
0: how it plays out. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
2: yeah. a, that's a beautiful thing about this is like, so we're all good friends outside of this podcast. And then to know each other. And, like, sometimes my mouth starts moving faster (laughs) than my brain. (laughs) And Cody is more, like, skeptical. Let's think about it, and then we're going to say it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just cool to have the friendship and the aspect behind it. It's like, I got it. I got (laughs) it. (laughs) Right. Let me have it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but that that was awesome and beautiful to see. Nice.
0: Yeah. So verse 22, Mm -hmm. Um, seed falling among the thorns. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about that one because that one was, like, so— Like, there was a revelation there when I was reading and studying it again. Mm -hmm. So I've never looked at that part of this verse, right? Mm -hmm. And said, I'll start the other way. So every time I read that, right, I think of the thorns being there, full grown, and the seeds not being able to penetrate through them. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I I don't think that's how it was Mm. or how it's instructed. Yeah, I don't think so. It's that there was this the soil was so fertile that it just kept accepting and so then you have the seeds and the thorns that grow and then the thorns choked out the and it was like i had always looked at it as the thorns were there the the bad stuff was there and the good stuff was trying to come through it okay say again so what do you so the idea of like um having a plowed field Mm -hmm. right uh versus a field that's full of thorns, yeah. And then saying, "Let's spread some seed there."
1: Oh, I see what you're
0: saying. It's let's plow the field, spread some seed, but because the field is so fertile, the seed grows and thorns grow with it, and the thorns end up choking the seed out. I see.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so the it, the ground it just it, it accepts so much mm-hmm. mm, good and bad. Yeah. That the bad end up choking out the good. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, still happens today. Right. Yeah. And it's that idea of like someone can start to have faith, start growing in their faith, Mm -hmm. but hit a wall and not rely on Jesus to get over that wall or through that wall Mm -hmm. and just kind of stop there. And then the bad deception starts taking root and breaking down all the good things in you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd never like looked at it that way. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And it was just, as I was preparing, I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, because uh, it's always been the bad was there. Try to spread the good.
1: Yeah, so, okay, so I'm, I'm following you. Um, I'm looking at verse 22, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. So he says the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word. Um, but the way that you were under, so before you understood that to mean there were thorns already there, the seed was sown on it. Mm-hmm. But now what you're saying is you think it means there were seeds sown, um, but the thorns hadn't grown up yet. They grew up together. Yep. So the thorns were there. You just mm-hmm. couldn't see them, and then they grow together. Mm-hmm. I see and, what you're and saying. And then
0: the thorns choke out the good. Yeah. Because weeds and thorns grow. Yeah, okay. So I'm with you now. Yeah, I just quickly had to work that. Through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think he goes and elaborates further down with the parable of the weeds, mm-hmm. kind of more on what that yeah, application would be. Sure. Yeah. But again, that was just yeah, something that as I cool. was working through. I'd never looked at it from that different perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was always like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like a verse 20. So it says the seed falling on rocky ground refers to the someone who hears the word at once and receives it with joy, but since they have no root, they only last for a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Mm-hmm. The person I think of is Peter in that Mm. And I think it's interesting that Peter, so um, Jesus gives him the name Peter, which means rock. And here he says, seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and is really excited about it. And that's Peter. He's all jacked up and ready to answer every question, except when Jesus gets arrested. And then he's like, I don't even know him. Who is that guy? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to deny me three times. Which is exactly when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, because of the kingdom. Yeah, they quickly fall away. Mm-hmm. And he didn't stay falling away. Right. But that's always stuck out to me, like, oh, rocky ground. I wonder if Peter was like, it's just weird how he could hear that and not even know it's about like he's gonna fulfill that rocky ground. He's right. gonna be a type of rocky ground for us to watch and be like, oh, that's what a life in rocky ground
0: looks like. Yeah. I think i like coming home from a mission trip. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's so crazy, you know. God, God is great. God is good. Yep. Look at all this stuff He's done. And then two months later, yeah, it right. kind
2: of right levels out. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean that He's not great still. No, it just it's your look. perception of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. so I wrote this down before you had mentioned. And we kind of talked about the idea of, like, reading into it too much. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What did I ruin? (laughs) No, no. So, uh, yeah, this is just kind of a thought that came to mind, right? So um, it's neat to me how God had, God plans things out, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, Jesus not being able to preach in the temple. Right. Right. Gets kind of pushed and forced by the Pharisees out of the temple. Mm -hmm. And so then he starts preaching outside of the temple. And it's that idea of, like... The temple is not the church. We are the church, right? Exactly. And it's being forced out, and a and yeah, just he's actually the temple, right? Yeah. And yeah. how God uses things yeah. like that, like the Pharisees not allowing Jesus to preach in the temple, right? And like, okay, we'll take it out of the temple, right? And that that ends up being how we worship. Yeah, is God is always with us. That's right. Just how the like the inner workings and the flow of like yeah, like I said, obviously God plans everything out mm-hmm. but i'm like i'm always trying to think of like the why yeah and it's like well why why was jesus forced out why did jesus preach right from a boat easy because we no longer have to <laughs> right only worship <laughs> in the temple yeah, that's the, right the church isn't the building right so yeah that's yeah, cool just, uh yeah one of those thoughts that's like hmm. yeah think about the why of how do, uh, god mm-hmm. works and
1: jesus is showing us that's nice yeah so why why tell this parable what does it mean I mean, he tells us what it means, but what does it mean? Like, what's the significance of it? We get—we just heard a parable of four different soil, seed th- scattered on it, and the word being the message of the kingdom, mm-hmm. and it has different results. Why do they need to know that? Like, he could have talked about a bunch of things, and then he tells them this parable?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you think it's because, A, this is the first parable, so it's kind of like a warning? like this is what the four outcomes and possibilities are yeah um and then i lost my second one but (laughs) i (laughs) I like your first one i think my first one was good enough that we could have a conversation about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah because
1: maybe it's so the disciples and people who are following them can have an idea of how the world's going to react to what they're doing
2: yeah 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 Yeah, i mean the I mean he laid out four different o- outcomes that are mm-hmm. ra- that are possible. Yeah. So is Th- it four is it four or is it three? I am second guessing myself. I think now. it's four. I could it's just four. look at it. I it's think four. it was four. Yeah. yeah.
1: One's yeah. on the path, one's on rocky ground, one's in the thorns, the other's in good soil. Yeah. I mean yeah. I
2: got it right in front of me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was yeah. like that quick yeah. little like huh, wonder. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yep. I anyway, agree. Sorry. I yeah. think
1: it's yeah, so they can know. Like, okay you guys are now going to be a part of this thing and people are probably going to respond in one of four ways mm-hmm. yep
0: well and it's a, it's almost as Jesus is emphasizing the point of like you can't force faith upon anyone right yeah no matter yeah. where they're at in life you can't force it upon them they have to be open to it mm-hmm. and accept it and like with the, the different types of soil or whatnot like some accept it others yep. don't
2: mm-hmm.
0: some accept everything and they get kind of wishy-washy about it right and yeah,
2: just that kind of that application and whatnot. Yeah, I I think it's also interesting. So, our church does like the disciple discipleship, mm, real life disciple. That's what it's called, and it's interesting. So, um, you have like your infant, mm-hmm. your, your um, preteen, your teen. I don't think there's a preteen. I think it's just teen, and then um, young adult, and then spiritual parent. Yeah, and so I think these four um these four seeds or soils yeah so al- also fall into into that category too where like I mean I personally know that I've been through all four of these situations and it's awesome to just see like yes it's a warning for us but if you haven't received the warning and haven't seen like or heard the gospel of Jesus, mm-hmm. then there's a good chance that while you're you're living through the life of sin, mm-hmm. you're gonna see different soils, and you're gonna yeah. see things.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So not even just the way that individual people will react to the message of the kingdom, but as you mature, your reactions are gonna change. Right. Yeah. I yeah. hear you. I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah. But I think that that's true. Yeah. As you mature, you it's like you're becoming different soil right yeah that's yeah cool. like i
2: i feel very well rooted in mm-hmm. my faith now mm-hmm. than i did a year ago or six months that's or higher. i mean it's not so I, when i always think of like my faith like um i used to lift and it was like i hit this plateau yeah and i could never break through that wall yeah but it's like this never-ending journey where right. you're just getting better and better and uh, and not necessarily better, like we also stumble. Sanctify. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're so growing. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, so we skipped over to that middle section. Yep. Yeah. So let's come back to it. Um, he tells the parable and then the disciples come to him. So not everybody, but his disciples come to them, come to Jesus and say, Why do you speak to the people in parables? And Jesus told them because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables, and then he's so let's work through that that sounds kind of tough,
0: yeah, uh yes and no okay. i mean so yes it it does and it's it's kind of a rough way to say. Well, sucks to be you if you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome for those who do. Yeah. I mean, you,
2: you've been but, putting it in the soil.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, uh, is it is it God's? So again, in the reading of some other people's thoughts and, and whatnot, because the parables are there's so many different aspects to look at them, and so yeah, uh, the, yeah, the idea of God showing mercy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if people, if they don't have the, the eyes to see and the ears to hear, mm-hmm. their heart is hardened. Mm-hmm. And if God, if Jesus spoke just how it actually is without using parables, that's going to make their hearts even harder, more harder. Okay. Right. Because they already reject Jesus mm-hmm. and God. And so Jesus uses parables as a way of showing mercy to those who aren't believing but also revealing to those who are.
1: Yeah. So they have a dual purpose.
0: Right. Which is crazy to think like that because he, I mean, he says, um, whoever doesn't have even, uh, even what they have will be taken from them. Right. Like they're not going to nothing. Right. <laughs> right. They have Nothing. Yeah. And yeah. So to think like J- that Jesus using parables mm-hmm. to kind of protect them and, mm-hmm. And and show them love, even though they're not actively walking in the faith. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he says, um, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have has been given to you, but not to them. Like his disciples, you have the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven or the knowledge of the mysteries. So that's what's interesting about the. Um, you guys are reading from the NIV too. And the new American standard, it says mysteries instead mm. of secrets. And I think in um, some other translations that might say mysteries as well, the, so this is a cool thing. The Greek word underneath the word secrets is uh musterion, musterion. And you can hear where we get the word mystery from. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes it difficult is how we often use the word mystery. Is we usually, I think generally, we talk of mysteries as something that you're never going to know. Like, oh, it's a mystery. It's not unknown. It's just a mystery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when mystery, when musterion is used in the New Testament, I think in almost every occasion, it's a secret that is revealed to somebody. That's how Paul uses it. That's how Jesus is using it here.
0: So it's not unknown forever. It's not unknown forever. But that's how we... Would give it.
1: That's how we think of mm-hmm. m- of mysteries or secrets right. is how I'm never, but even like, so I was thinking this through the other day, like in mystery movies, like that genre of movies or mystery novels. You always figure it out at the end. Yeah. Usually, you know, at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's something about a mystery where you expect to have the answer revealed to you. Right. But sometimes I think we internalize the word mystery or secret as uh, something I can't ever take it to the gr- yeah, exactly, but here, uh, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven or the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, are—I can't remember how you put it a minute ago—but they're something that will be made known to you. They're gonna—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a secret forever. Yeah, right. it's yep. always in the process of revealing. Not everybody knows, but mysteries are not hidden forever. They're—they're they're revealed, yeah. and that's what he says, is that they've been given to you. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom haven't been given to you, but not to them mm-hmm. and whoever. So that's that's tough, kind mm-hmm. of, that that Jesus would say, well, to you guys, the answers are given, but they don't have the answers. right? Which is like, well, what's different about, like, why do they get it? Why don't they? Wouldn't it be better if just everybody got it?
0: Well, and like, I think about, like, the people who maybe didn't get it. Did, did they even know they didn't get it? Right. Jesus knew they didn't get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) to them, it's like, are they actually missing out on anything? Yeah. Because what they don't know, they don't have. Yeah. And it's, again, that duality of the parables of, like, Jesus is speaking to both. Yeah. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. They just heard the parable, and they went, oh, that's a stupid, Jesus is dumb. They just heard the story. Yeah. This is what Mm -hmm. a farmer's sowing. I don't want, I have my own farm to take care of. What do I care about this? Yeah. When... Maybe somebody in the group or in the disciples, they think about it and they, well, they ask the question, We explain what you're talking about? Okay, I'll tell you, <laughs> which is, you know, that's crazy. But he continues. So he says, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. And Isaiah said, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused, or hard. They hardly hear with their eyes, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, um, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. That's a tough bit of prophecy for um, Isaiah to lay on Israel at the time, is to say, look, you're... And I, uh, so this is the crazy thing. So that comes from Isaiah 6. Mm-hmm. So let me go to Isaiah 6 for a second. This is the story of Isaiah. Um, it says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted sitting on a throne. Um, and then, uh, let's see, seraphim were around him and they were singing. They were singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices. Um, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, Isaiah cries. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of glory. So what does Isaiah think is going to happen to him?
2: He's going to die. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, Isaiah thinks he's smoked. You're right. I, I'm <laughs> <He's> unclean, <smoked. laughs> and I live among unclean people. And mm-hmm. I've And I've seen God. This is it for me. No one can see God and live. Um. then one of the seraphim flies to him and takes a live coal um, that he took from the altar and with it he touches Isaiah's mouth and says, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. So Isaiah is burned up somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. But Isaiah is burned with a coal and it says the sin is atoned for. Then... He hears the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here I am, send me. Now that is often taken, I think, out of context. Um, and, and people use that sometimes to say, like, here I am, send me. I will go spread the gospel. I'll go spread the good news. Like, I want to be like Isaiah. Mm-hmm. But what is Isaiah told to go say? The Lord says, go and tell this to the people. Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused, make their hearts dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. (laughs) I I guarantee you the person who stood up and said, yeah, here I am, send me, does not wanna say this. Mm -mm. But that's exactly what Isaiah was told to go say. Like uh, Israel, you have rejected me for so long. Um, You have, uh, you've, so you're supposed to be married to me and you've gone off to somebody else. Oh, that's what the book of Hosea is about. You keep going after other gods. You keep going after other um, husbands. And it gets to the point where the Lord says, okay, um, you're going to hear, but you're never going to understand what I say. And you're going to see, but you're never going to know what you're seeing. Um, I'm going to make your heart hard and your ears dull and and close your eyes. Otherwise, if I didn't, you would turn <laughs> and and yeah. come to me.
0: Well, it's, it's almost as if the the people of Israel had taken God for granted. Oh, yeah, of course of, they Of had. what he would do. Yeah. And, eh, you know, I can go do all this because, well, at the end of the day, God still got my back. Yeah, I yep. can I can still turn to him and he'll still deliver. And it, they just
1: we can make a golden calf, even though Moses is up on the mountain speaking with God, right? Whatever, right? No, and
0: <laughs> that's not how it works. Like, yeah, hey, this is what you wanted, right? And you know, you could have this, but yeah, you didn't do that. Yeah, that that's that's on you, man. So then, some six hundred
1: years later, Jesus is born grows up, and says, in these people, the prophecy of Isaiah has been fulfilled. They are, they are hearing, but they don't understand. They see, but they don't perceive. They have hard hearts. They hardly hear. They have closed their eyes. And if they didn't, if they just opened their ears and eyes, they would turn, and I would heal them. Mm-hmm. But he says, Isaiah said this was going to happen, and it's happened in them. That's what's wild. Yeah. Right. And it's so backwards sometimes when I think of it, like, man, if I was Jesus and I was starting out my public ministry with some parables, I probably wouldn't drop Isaiah 6 on them and say, this is why you people are never going to trust me.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, everything after that has got to be lighter, right? Yeah, right. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you shot. I mean, that's the, a rough in, road to start. The though. initial shock, you, you know. Yeah. You, you separate the from the fakes and yeah Yeah. then you keep refining.
1: that's right and that's the world that jesus has stepped into Mm -hmm. is a uh, our people well it says he 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 came to his own and his own people rejected him right which is what happened in the time of isaiah it's what happened in genesis and it's what's happening here in matthew 13 Mm -hmm. is that he's coming to his own people his people like he's the he's the Mm -hmm. rightful king of the jews he's the line of david he's the messiah and they go yeah, not for us. Yeah.
0: We got something better, Jesus. Yeah. Keep walking. Yeah. Maybe maybe try the next village. Right.
1: Right. which they say? We I mean, we looked at that one. We don't want you here. Please take off and go yeah. somewhere else. <laughs>
0: uh come He's back. Killed I killed all actually all my pigs, don't ever come back. <laughs> yeah, right. You killed all our pigs.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's uh, so so the the parable he tells is the soil people rejecting or not um, rejecting, accepting kind of half heartedly, get some persecution, take off. And then, sandwiched in the middle of that parable and the explanation is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. Mm-hmm. These are the people that you're talking to. They see, but they don't understand. They hear, but they don't
0: know. And I wonder if, so with with obviously the first one, right? Matthew documents Jesus' Jesus's parable, mm-hmm. his justification for it, yeah. and then Jesus explaining it. Yeah. I wonder if Jesus, you know, supported the rest of his parables like in his teachings while he was doing them with this
1: is why i'm saying it
0: right yeah i don't know oh because matthew doesn't really document that part. Mm -hmm. he doesn't document the explanation or like jesus's justification or Mm -hmm. uh reasoning for it right right i don't
2: know yeah i don't know either so with this being a, a a public ministry and a parable and in this situation do you think that um at the time of jesus saying like You'll be ever hearing, but never hear. Do you think they heard him? Like calling him out kind of a little bit? Or um, do you think that was like a, a situation where...
1: I think, he, so he's talking to his disciples here.
2: Right.
0: He's not talking to the group. Right. Um, Ask your question again. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think when initially, right, he was talking to the whole group. Yeah. But then he, the here we're talking where Jesus has given his justification and reasoning
2: like behind the scenes afterwards or well, something his, right yeah. the disciples
0: yeah. have came to him not the whole group oh right right, right. and so it's yeah, only the yeah disciples. that's true I guess and so yeah. then that's where Jesus is saying look yep you guys understand but that group of 5,000 plus eh, not right. all of them would have under, uh, yep. understood what I just said yeah yeah,
2: yeah that's you're right.
0: Because yep.
1: mm-hmm. I stopped short, sorry, because in verse 16 he says, But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but did not see it, and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. So there's a big difference between the disciples who are believing in Jesus and those outside who are not. Yeah. And it, it seems like... And it's probably true in our, well, yeah, of course it's true in our day, that if somebody rejects, what could be said of them is you are fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah 6. You have the heavens declare the glory of God. You can't run, you can't get away from the testimony of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yet you don't believe, you right. don't understand. You see it, but mm-hmm. you don't perceive. Mm-hmm. It's because your heart's hard. Right. you right. rejected and rejected and 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 this is why you're fulfilling that prophecy. And that's why we're nothing of our own doing. Faith is not work. It's not. So we can rightly, I think, say, "Yeah, we're blessed." Mm-hmm. I, yeah, don't, I don't know why so. God has had mercy on me. Yeah. Um, and it's not because I'm more special than anybody else. Right. I.
0: It's nothing I, that I could do. Right. 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 Well, and like reading verse seventeen, truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but do not see it. Yeah. Put yourself in the shoes of the disciples. Mm-hmm. And like, Jesus, the one who was prophesied about. Right. Is telling you, like, look, y- you guys are special. You, out of all these people, have got to see what they wanted to see.
1: Ezekiel wanted right. to see your
0: stuff. and like, Yeah.
1: Or this stuff.
0: To think, like, okay, the disciples, like, how did they internalize that? Right. And by the grace of God, not let it get to their head yeah 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 that's interesting you know what i mean like for jesus the one who is fulfilling to tell them hey lots of people would be jealous of what what you're doing
1: because remember they have that conversation and jesus has to interrupt him once and he goes you guys are talking about which one of you are the greatest like why are you having that discussion right so even in the group they're like Mm -hmm. yeah there's right so (laughs) like to
0: have that not that's tough make their heads so big that's right like ah look at me Look what I get to do. Right. Right. Sucks. I mean, you wish you could. Right. Right. (laughs) And like, (laughs) yeah. They don't, I mean,
1: when when really it's if you're thirsty, come and drink. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people say, I'm not thirsty. Right. Okay.
2: Not thirsty for that. Yeah, that's right. I'll drink something else. I'm getting, yeah. yeah. I'd I'd like
0: a soda. Right. I'm (laughs) not thirsty
2: at all. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. No no water. I'm not dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Right
1: yeah that's wow there's so much that we could talk about in there but i think that's a good start at least for the parables
2: yeah that's cool i agree so thank you guys again for tuning in on another conversations on jesus podcast and we hope to see you guys again thank you